0: Welcome to Muller Time. What's going on, brother?
1: It is the go-home week for Politicon. This coming, One week away, or less than a week away.
0: It is Politicon week. I am thrilled. How excited are you? Yes. Politicon is the, uh, for those who don't yet know, even though we mentioned it a thousand times. Okay, come on. <laughs> yeah. Is,
1: yeah, everyone that listens to uh, Muller Time, they know what Politicon is now.
0: Well, but you always know, as, as, as any entertainer knows, you always got to think about the person who's listening to you for the first time. So... Politicon is the, they call it the unconventional political convention. It's a, uh, the comic con of politics. That's, that's how you would say it, right?
1: Yeah. And well, it's thrown by people that have a background in, uh, concert promotion. So there's like a, there's elements of what you will see at like a South by Southwest music business convention.
0: It's pretty much the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And I've gone for three years. We've, we've worked two of them, including this one. And when I say worked, we mean we've gone as, as podcasters.
1: We've got press
0: passes and we are going to use them. <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's, that should be like a bumper sticker or something. Uh, and then, And then the first year I just went as a, just a fan before I, before I, you and I were doing this thing mm-hmm. and every year it's gotten bigger. But this year, this is a whole new thing.
1: Yeah, they stepped up to the big uh, convention, L.A. Convention Center in downtown, just a couple blocks away from the Staples Center. Same place they do, uh, like, uh, what's L.A.? L.A., no, Comic-Cons in San Diego. But they do like, the L.A. version of comic book conventions. and uh, Yeah, it's, it's the L.A. Biggest convention spot. Center. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's the biggest place. Last year was the Pasadena Convention Center, which is nice. But this is a... I mean, this year they have Avenatti, Ted Lieu. They have, I mean, there's just... The list goes on and on.
1: Yeah, we got to find a way to get Avenatti on camera, on a mic. We, I, oh, I would love to be able to talk to Michael Avenatti.
0: I've been tweeting at him relentlessly to see if we'll write back. All
1: right. Well, you you see what his current Twitter beef with Donnie Jr. going on right now? Avenatti is putting his "Hey, I'm always right" on his his claim that I'm always right on the line. He thinks Donnie Jr. is going to be indicted before his next birthday, which is December thirty (laughs) first. Oh, is it really? Yes, that well, was yeah. That was a tweet wait, from today.
0: That's my prediction, though. Remember, I said mm-hmm. this would all be over by Christmas. You
1: did. You said that last week. I was I'm, I was being a way keg half empty last week. I'm a little more keg half full this week.
0: Yeah, that's because it's it's a Sunday and everybody's fe- we're feeling better. And politicon's less than a week away, so I'm totally excited. The lineup is crazy. I mean, I could go through the whole list right now. I'm not going to, but if you guys go to politicon.com, which I don't get paid for, I just enjoy talking about it. No,
1: go to politicon.com. There's a a page that just has everybody's face that is appearing. Then there's another page that has the schedule on what panels and discussions they're all doing, and it's going to be a good time. Now, we're
0: going to be staying down there, even though we live in LA, which is a very no, Which feels like kind of an LA thing to do.
1: Yeah, you you found us an Airbnb condo or something like across the street, so we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be creating content all yeah. weekend.
0: Yeah, because I don't want to. I mean, LA jokes aside, we, this is a lot of gear. I don't really want to be lugging this gear back and forth. No, and to uh, Hollywood.
1: Yeah, and the Uber expenses would get out of hand.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we found a good place, uh, as I said, on a block that looks like it was the set for Michael Jackson's Thriller, which is which, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> just get the gear in there before dark. Yes. And don't <laughs> bring it in a duffel bag, <laughs> just so no one sees it. Oh, yeah. No, I I love downtown. I do. Mm-hmm. I I looked at some places down there when I got this place, and it it's so expensive. Oh, it's yeah. It's like I couldn't afford it.
1: No. Well, look, yeah. You and I can't afford this neighborhood. Yeah. Okay, now we're pretty getting much topic here but yeah if uh we've both been here long enough that we've yeah. taken advantage of uh our rents not raising too much
0: absolutely no. so yeah politicon's coming up and by the way like i said if anyone who listens to this show is going uh you can drop us a line at the Mullertime facebook page or the twitter uh or Mullertime podcast at gmail
1: yeah look if you are at politicon i mean we're both going to be on twitter on our iphones all day long so yeah come find us hashtag Politicon, hashtag, Mueller time pod whatever. You'll find us. You, you know, If you're listening to our podcast, we know you know how to use Twitter.
0: And then uh, one more thing in terms of the plan, which I'm still working out, but I think we're going to do a show Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday, too, I think. Uh,
1: well, look, I, yeah. I, I'm not afraid to take advantage of things like Periscope from my phone, right, while we're on the convention floor. If there's something worth live streaming over, we just might just do it right off the cuff right then and there.
0: Absolutely. So there's going to be a lot going on, and uh, we'll stay by your favorite device all weekend
1: long October 20th and 21st for uh, your friends Muller Time podcast at Politicon.
0: Just, right. Just sit next to the phone. Your your kids <laughs> will find a way to get their own food and your boss will won't care if you call out sick. Oh uh, yeah. Just just sit there. Yes. And wave just keep hitting refresh on the iTunes. Mm. Uh it's going to be so great. So, after 2 years um Trump has decided he may answer 5 questions written.
1: Well, it won't be him though. It will be his lawyers.
0: (laughs) It's like a book report. Yeah. When you didn't write your own book report as a kid.
1: Oh, you know, uh, you can't tell me that there isn't two different uh, systems of justice in this country where, you know, he doesn't have to actually speak to a human. and He can have lawyers handwrite letters.
0: Let me explain what's going to happen by Christmas. Once again, (laughs) first of all, everyone's getting indicted. I don't know what's going to happen with Trump because of the unique protection of the presidency. But as my prediction is, again, these motherfuckers are all getting indicted. I don't care who answers what questions. That stuff is a joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if we don't even know what's happening inside the Mueller investigation because the only people leaking this story about the questions are obviously Trump's legal team. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah,
1: any leaks that have come out of the Mueller investigation are because Trump's lawyers wanted it to happen, not because Mueller's people leaked anything.
0: Right. So, whatever, answer the questions, don't answer the questions. He's not he can't <laughs> even read anyway, so what's what's the difference? <laughs>
1: right?
0: It really oh, doesn't matter. Yeah. He, he's not. He doesn't even know what the questions are.
1: Mm-mm. No, he wouldn't know how. To, would not know how to answer them anyway without uh, perjuring himself. They're perjury traps. It's a perjury trap. It's a trap.
0: Yeah, I just watched this bum on uh, sixty minutes. That was funny.
1: Oh, you know, I started watching it before um, I, I came to our multi-million dollar studio here to record <laughs> this week's podcast, and yeah, it's Sunday night. Do I want to watch more Trump on my TV on Sunday night?
0: Well, it's funny you said that about the studio because I've been. <laughs> As I've been trying to become a better podcaster, I decided I should listen to some podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I listened to a bunch. There was only one or two I ever listened to before we did this show that I enjoy. So I listened to a bunch. And I got to say, man, they uh, some of them are in, as you joke, but some of them are in some multimillion-dollar studios, and they don't sound really any different no, no. or even much better. Mm-mm. And I noticed with podcasting, it seems like I don't – I don't know if it's because podcasting is a new medium, but it seems like every podcaster has modeled their show after the same two shows.
1: Okay, which two are those?
0: Like NPR's All Things Considered, <laughs> okay, and uh, maybe like Pod Save America.
1: Okay, and now NPR's All Things Considered, though, yeah, it, it that dates back long before podcasts were ever a thing. You're right; that's yeah, an that's an a radio FM, show. It's an AM radio show, right?
0: Yeah, it's just yeah. interesting. It's like I think it's important to take uh, you know risks when you're creating art mm. and not model yourself after like they all start the same mm. you know hey welcome to you know it's like
1: well yeah on on the NPR they got to ask you for money for five minutes before exactly Yeah,
0: and they all start off I think you got to start off with the show just get into it
1: yeah yeah the other like when I do I don't like I've, I've mentioned this here before I listen to very few podcasts I watch far too much television I will occasionally go listen to one but it like everyone has to get all of their plugs all of their commercial spots everything in right at the top of the show and it's yeah, it's a little annoying
0: Speaking of which, uh, if you like Hoover vacuums, no, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> okay, I will occasionally listen to the Ben Shapiro podcast. Do you hear his sponsors? He gets crazy Alex Jones kind of sponsors, like buy survival food in, in, in airtight packets that are good for 30 years or you know, buy gold or buy, buy into this competition to the NRA, this other different gun club.
0: Right wingers get that. Right wing shows have the absolute best sponsors. <laughs> bomb shelters. Bombs.
1: Yes, you. you uh, Benji and advertises bomb shelters. Cash for. Oh, does he really? Oh, I've, yeah.
0: Cash for gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always like apocalyptic shit, which really is a a window into who these people are.
1: I'll give you this too, Ben Shapiro. When he does his commercials, I mean, he read. He does it old school style, like before TV, when the the radio host reads the ad. And every once in a while, Ben Shapiro knows when he has a show that a lot more people on the left, or as he likes to refer to them, leftists, will listen to. If something's going on, Benji then will strategically place his advertisements. And the one for this gun club thing that's not the NRA, the way Ben will read it, Benji will read it, it's just awesome. It's like, I want to make sure everyone you leftists that are listening to this one episode of the Ben Shapiro Report know that I walk around everywhere carrying a gun. It's just genius stuff. Well wow. I love listening to that.
0: Um, that's interesting because it's it's extraordinarily difficult to get a a concealed carry permit in <laughs> in L A. So I'm, I guess I guess a public figure can get it.
1: Okay, maybe I'm i um, exaggerating a little bit oh, by saying does. walking around wearing a, or with a gun. But Benji will definitely tell you he has guns in his home. So does you don't it? you don't want to okay you don't want to attack him at home. He's warned people about that. He will kill you if you attack him at his home.
0: Uh, on that note, speaking of which, I seriously was going to get to this. Uh, we are actually, seriously, no joke. I, we are looking for sponsors. Okay. So if anyone listens to the show or knows any, or thinks that this would be a good forum to mm-hmm. present your product or something, uh, again, you can reach out on the, the Facebook, Twitter, Muller Time Podcast at Gmail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'd, uh, you know, no matter how apocalyptic your product is, I'm sure we'd be glad to talk to you.
1: <laughs> Do you want to, uh, should we sell seeds? <laughs> Grow your own seeds? Or growing your own food.
0: I um uh, I'm a capitalist. All as right. long as it's not something uh too crazy, I'm sure I'll Okay. I'm sure I'll be interested. All right. Yeah. That that's a good one. Speaking of good ones, so Trump So you always knew that he looked like he thinks his followers are like a joke. Okay. Like we all know that. Mm. But literally this I couldn't make this up. This is like okay, this is this is like this would be a metaphor, but it's true. He literally is selling them to other people. Did what, you see that? What are you talking about? They're selling the data of who these people are to anybody. Wow. It was in the New York Times. The the names, addresses, phone. Okay, anything.
1: who's sell- who actually is selling the data? Is this the, the Trump campaign? The Trump campaign, yeah. So that would be Mr. Brad Parscale. Correct. So he's out there shopping around all of the the data they have on every one of the MAGA hat wearing. It, This has never
0: been been done. Now, political campaigns have sold data, but according to the uh, New York Times, an active president has never just straight up sold his people's stuff.
2: Who are
1: they marketing it to?
0: This is the best part, because it's Trump. It's anybody. All right. Literally literally anybody who will pay money for it. Is
1: he trying to sell this data back to, say, Putin? I don't know. I mean, who, who, who... Wow! I didn't. I'm, I like. I kind of tuned out of politics this no. weekend because I'm going to be overloaded for the next seven days. Wow. Um, okay.
0: No. no, I. I the re, the reason I don't always go over. I don't like send you a list of topics because I, I. I'm like Larry King. I prefer an <laughs> honest reaction. Good. That's what Larry King used to yeah. do. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's better.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I missed that story today. Um, okay, so what if um, Michael Avenatti wants to buy this data on all of Trump supporters? Will they take Mac- michael avenatti's money they'll, yeah they'll take
0: they'll take anyone's money.
1: Oh, no, I really believe that did it, did the uh, New York Times give a price tag?
0: <laughs> no, you know what that would be that would be very interesting.
1: Okay, so if I go and tweet at Brad Parscale, I could make
0: an offer Yeah yeah <laughs> maybe let's, we should do that let's later. do it
1: let's let, let's send an offer from the Mueller time pod um, Twitter account. To Brad Parscale,
0: but I love that. Like I love that. Like a year from now, or let's say it was I don't know next month, it's like Jim Smith and like fucking Indiana, who voted for Trump, is going to get a call. Like, hi, is this Jim Smith? Yeah, yeah. Hi, um, would you like to buy a 1997 Cadillac DeVille? (laughs) How did you get my name? Oh, we got it from the. Like, it's not even going to be like political shit. It's going to be like any 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 schmo is going to just going to buy this data.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, oh, look, it's it's valuable data. Absolutely, that is a marketable item. I mean, I totally understand why the Trump campaign wants to sell it. That is I mean, data like that is massive money. You,
0: you think like if there was a a massive criminal counterintelligence investigation into you conspiring with a, a hostile power mm-hmm. that greatly involved ele- the transmission of electronic data, you think you you might. You know, lay lay low for a little while.
1: Yeah, you would. Nope. Okay, now in this data, how much of it is fake Twitter and Facebook bots created by Russia?
0: That's a great question.
1: Yeah, so are you actually buying good data?
0: <laughs> no, you're going to be marketing your uh, 1997 Deville to uh, Vlad <laughs> in fucking uh, a suburb of St. Petersburg.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even though his Facebook account says he's in Wisconsin. <laughs> That's
0: good. Hi, is this uh, Jim Smith? Hello.
1: I have a Yugo. Do you want to buy it? <laughs> I have a used 1991 Yugo.
0: You know, back to that podcast thing. I mm. I found this one show that kind of does what we do, and it's mm. two guys too. But it was amazing. It was the same thing. It was like over compressed and the, just the way they do the sound. Mm. And it was, again, this thing like, hey, you know, like like remember Howard Stern used to goof on radio DJs? Yeah. Like, it was exactly like that, like, hey, guys, that it was like,
1: yeah, I know. But the put on radio voice doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, podcasting kind of killed radio. Um, so, yeah, maybe you should kill the generic radio announcer voice. <laughs> yeah. Along yeah. with it.
0: I've always said, if you're going to look, if you're going to do something, it's better to fail, go big and fail, than try to do somebody else's thing mm. and fail. Mm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's, I, I'm
1: all I'm all for going big and failing. We're going big, I'm not for the failing part, but going big, sure. Exactly,
0: exactly, yeah. Speaking of uh, taxes, I'm sure you saw that uh, Jared Kushner doesn't... Oh,
1: what a surprise. He he somehow hasn't paid any taxes.
0: No federal income taxes. for They said for 10 years. I'm sure it's for his entire life. Now,
1: I'm sure it's all legal. He knows every loophole. And now all the people that are in Brad Parscale's little um, solicited list of data, data people... They have no problem because that's smart of, of him. He's a smart businessman because he avoided taxes.
0: You know, Brad Parscale, the guy is such a punk. Like, you you saw the photo of him with the gold watch, and mm-hmm. he, he's just such a he's just a white supremacist, Dude, fucking he, bearded look, he, hipster douche.
1: He has the the Viking Nordic white supremacist look. Absolutely short hair, big long bushy beard. Yeah, that's just it's just too obvious.
0: You were a web designer, and you hit the mother load because you got hooked up with the only guy who would hire anybody. And then by this crazy thing, and now you think that you're something special, mm-hmm. but you're not. You're just another white supremacist in a suit for, for trying to fit into society.
1: Yeah. And oh he, wait, but what was the point though? Um, why do we bring him back up? No, I don't know. Oh no, say, well, because of taxes. So yeah, no. What I was trying to say was, so all these people that are in his data, mm-hmm. they're all the Trump supporters. Instead of thinking, "Wow, that's really unpatriotic," somebody, someone so rich can avoid paying taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're okay with that because that makes that makes Kushner smart.
0: Well, the the Republican Party scam because mm-hmm. their their base is growing smaller, but their scam has always been convincing poor people that they can be them mm-hmm. with just if you just work hard enough, you can be Trump. Mm-hmm. If you let us keep more of our money, you could be one of us too. And they f- they
1: buy it every two years, every two years we have an election. That's and- why
0: like, I don't feel too sorry for like his base because your responsibility as a citizen is to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. If you actually believe that these people have your best interests at heart, I don't think anyone can really do anything for you no
1: all You're, right. You're absolutely right about that.
0: You know it's like you't all you, all you need to do is read a newspaper every day of your life, and you would know these people are scamming you. It was in the paper. Mm-hmm. So Kushner, the way he gets away with paying no taxes at all is that all his money, it's actually pretty fascinating. It's all in real estate. Mm-hmm. So I guess when you all your money is in, is in real estate, you can sit, tell the government that the, your buildings are depreciating. As time goes by, like literally they're worth less because the shit's falling apart. Mm-hmm. And it's total bullshit. In fact, like like look at this neighborhood, you mentioned like how the cost goes up every year. Mm-hmm. These people are making a killing. Look at all these buildings that are going up.
1: All right, well look, my car is old. It's well over 10 years old. It has depreciated in value. But you know what? It's gone up every year. The taxes I have to pay on renewing the license every year. That goes up every year, even though the value of the car has depreciated over the last decade. So how come um, that happens with my car, but it doesn't happen with Jared Kushner's buildings? And if the
0: Democrats want to win, and they still don't know what the fuck they're doing, part of my uh, language there, uh, they would literally have a commercial with Jared Kushner's. T- it was in the paper. A picture of his tax return that says $0 paid. They would put that up there and say, does this make you feel good? If not, vote for the Democrat. That's how you get people's vote.
1: Yeah. That's a painfully obvious election season ad.
0: Because I looked at that and it it really made me mad. Mm -hmm. And that anger is, that's how you get people out to vote.
1: Prince Jared.
0: Right. It (sighs) literally has a zero in the column. (laughs) Zero taxes paid. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they run that ad.
1: Shoot, I'll write that ad. Now, Jerry's in the news for something else this week, too. Is that on
0: um uh, on your little list? What's okay. he in the news for? Oh,
1: he's buddies with a, a certain oh. Saudi prince. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so as I'm sure you guys know, a Washington Post column, uh, columnist, um, his name is Kashagi. Mm-hmm. Is that his last name? Yeah. Yes has disappeared, um, been murdered, unfortunately, inside the Turkish embassy, of the Saudi embassy in Turkey.
1: Now, um, I know Trump was asked about this tonight by Leslie Stahl on 60 Minutes. I don't know if you saw that portion yet.
0: Yeah, it's, it's incredible because they know what happened. Trump absolutely knows what happened. Right. They knew, I heard Malcolm Nance say on TV that with this, this intelligence thing I never heard of, that the president's notified in like 30 seconds. Yeah, I saw that this whatever. morning. No, he, I think he said within five minutes. Five minutes, yes. Yeah. Right, right. So, of course, he knows what happened. Mm-hmm. And he's out there, like, bullshitting to Leslie Stahl. Yeah. No.
1: Now, again, uh, Trump tries to play off the... Every time there's uh, an attack from Trump on the fake news media, and the media is the enemy of the people, he tries to always blow it off by saying, no, it's just the fake news media that it's... Uh, or the enemy against... Okay, well, hold on. Now we've got another murdered American... Well, he's not a... He's a journalist from an American outlet who is a permanent resident in America. Yeah. Yeah. And now... um. Is Turkey involved? How is this involved? Turkey wanted him dead, right?
0: Saudi Arabia wanted him dead. Um, why they chose to do it in Turkey. Oh, okay. It happened as, in Turkey. As far as I involved. know, there was no beef with... Saudi Arabia and Turkey have mm-hmm. friction. But as far as I know, Mr. Kashagi and Turkey had no friction.
1: Um, what are some of his pieces that he's written that um, made him a target?
0: Well, my understanding of this gentleman is one of the reasons they were so ripped is that he's not just a journalist. He was actually part of the elite. He was he was one of them, the elite white in Saudi Arabia. He was okay. not royalty, but he's part of the upper class. Okay. And then he became, uh, I guess, persona non grata. By he started to call them out, and that I guess like enrages them even more. It's not like he's just some regular journalist. Okay. He literally was one of them. And then he came here. Uh, I haven't really read much of his his work.
1: Oh, that's right. So he was lured to Turkey, and that's where he was killed.
0: But they said his his last column. Enrage them, um, but again, I'd, I'd have to go back and read it. It was just something that pissed him off. I think he called him out for maybe one of these deals that Trump and him are doing.
1: Okay, so what was kind of scary about the Trump interview tonight when Leslie Stahl asked him about it and he danced around the answer is the fact that he danced around the answer and he was uh, given the assumption. Well, maybe he's not dead. We don't know that for sure. Uh, so let's wait to see what. Uh, let's wait till all the news comes out eventually. In, in a matter, in, in a, what he likes to give a vague term for it, amount of time in the future. So just the fact that a, a journalist from an American outlet was killed on foreign soil and Trump is nonchalant about, Oh, I do maybe oh, both sides are innocent. And he's
0: a permanent resident. He's lived. Yeah. That's one step from an American citizen. Like mm-hmm. that's Trump was acting like it's just some guy like, no, he lives here. Okay. He lives so in-
1: if, if the Saudis are going to going to do that to an American citizen and see that they can get away with it, Oh, what happens with the next journalist that works for an American outlet that pisses off China?
0: Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the same time, Trump gets this this pastor released from, uh, was it Turkey, right? This guy, Pastor Brunson. It was, on, was on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, it was like, he gets, he basically, this, this guy has been in jail there for two years, and I'm glad he's back. So this guy comes back, and they got him released by, by the way, Trump traded a Hamas terrorist For this guy But try to pretend Like it was just He's just the deal maker
1: Wow Of course uh, Trump doesn't want This story Okay Wow
0: Yeah So Anyway So
1: he gave up a terrorist That's like If Obama Ever released a terrorist In an exchange For something That yeah That would call For impeachment
0: So this pastor Gets back And I'm I'm not too sure What his story is But like I said Anytime an American citizen Comes home um, I'm glad Mm -hmm. So I'm not I'm not criticizing that Although I am criticizing Trading a terrorist Mm -hmm. Because that's I want to I want to I wanna know exactly what went down there. Well yeah. Anyway, did you see that so Trump is in the Oval Office and do you see him praying with the guy?
1: No, I totally missed this whole did this happen today, Sunday?
0: It was uh the pr- it was Saturday, I think. Okay. I don't know, time moves differently now. It sure does, yes. Yeah. They did the full on like Elmer Gantry prayer thing, like wow, Trump's okay. head bowed, the whole thing. I mean
1: Okay, did Trump actually say any words of prayer or was he just there to let everybody else do it? Cuz you know, he won't get it right if he did. That would be awesome.
0: No, he just the pastor did all the talking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the 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 point I was trying to make there was is that this guy the the radical right anytime they can bring home a anything involving a someone who's Christian, it's priority number 1. Mm-hmm. And this journalist is just as is a hero and it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? But would he have gotten this
1: treatment if he wasn't a Christian?
0: Absolutely not. I mean, no, what if he was an atheist? Oh so, no, he's he'd be fucking still well, be in jail there. What if he was Jewish? Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Of course. But yeah.
1: Christian Christians get special treatment from America.
0: Uh under this administration. Yeah. They it's just it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, it, the, there's whatever. So that that was just that was interesting. So Mr. Kashag, yeah, we know what happened to him. Yeah. He I mean he went into the embassy he hasn't been seen since. Mm-hmm. So unless he decided that he's going to leave his fiance, which is why he was there to get some wedding papers. Yeah, uh, Yeah. no, he's dead.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's video of him going in. There's no video of him coming out. Right. And uh, I, I remember hearing that um, they could see when the last time he read a text message was, and there's been text messages since that never were opened. Right. Yeah, yeah he's no longer with us.
0: Yeah, paid the ultimate price. Got a lot of respect for that. I do like I I got a lot of respect for dissidents and
1: obviously <laughs> yeah he, yeah he got killed over freedom of speech.
0: I was thinking about that because like you know we do this show and I, you know I call Trump fat and you say your thing and whatever and like mm-hmm. we can do that because this is America still yeah. for for a while
1: for now we can I let's it, let's hope it, things go right on the first Tuesday in November.
0: In other countries, people do that. I mean, they do this, and we would if if we were in you know Egypt or something, turn the mics off. They'd be at the door.
1: Yeah, no, if we were in Saudi Arabia, we would also be sent to Turkey. Well, maybe not sent to Turkey, but I use that euphemistically. Yeah, yeah, we couldn't do this.
0: Yeah, no. No. It's too bad because I, I follow this uh Instagram account of just it's just pictures of Saudi Arabia just by a photographer. It it looks really beautiful. Like you wish I mean I wish I could go there and yeah. see it. There's a lot of places I wish I could go.
1: Yeah, but religious extremists run the country. <laughs> Yeah, religious extremists doesn't matter what the religion is. If you let religious extremists control everything, you no longer are a free people.
0: The only thing I want to say more about Saudi Arabia is too—they still haven't been held accountable for what happened on September 11th.
1: I know every one of those hijackers was from Saudi Arabia. None of them were it, from Afghanistan. None of them were no. from Iraq. But who do we go to it, war against?
0: It was—it was to be specific. It was like 15 out of 18 or something. I think. Yeah, they
1: were either from Saudi Arabia or Egypt, if I'm not mistaken, right?
0: Exactly, and if if you read about that, there's many, you know, this is not Alex Jones stuff, this is real.
1: No, there's plenty of great Alex Jones stuff about 9-11, and I used to be a big fan of all
0: of that. There's a lot of unanswered questions about what happened with the Saudis, Mm -hmm. and as you said, nearly every one of them was Saudi. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm not going to go on and on about this, but those guys were in this country for a long time. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Half of them were morons, if you read the 9-11 report. But somebody was giving them money, someone... Showing them how to get around. Yeah, and there's a lot of unanswered questions.
1: Um, now, one of the things I heard about the uh, the assassination of the Washington Post reporter, um, one of the things that Trump is letting that Trump might let Saudi Arabia off the hook is because they spent enough money with uh, American defense contractors.
0: Yeah, he was he was just bullshitting because I don't think anyone's confirmed that what he was saying there. Uh, th- the truth is, he wants to let them off the hook because they're spending money on him. Mm-hmm. And he himself opened, I believe, eight companies after he won the election in Saudi Arabia.
1: How many um, people from Saudi Arabia own units in Trump Tower? <laughs> yeah, or other Trump it, properties around the country?
0: No, they own a, they own a whole floor. Wasn't that you who told me that? Maybe they, in Trump World Tower, they own the entire fucking like twenty fifth floor.
1: Okay, I didn't tell you that, but I uh, sure okay.
0: Yeah, Trump World Tower is different than Trump Tower where Trump lives. Trump World Tower
1: is a different building, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, is that is that the one in Chicago? Or is that just a different building in New York?
0: I think it's a different building in New York. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. But I uh, am shopping for real estate, so I'll go go take a look. Oh,
1: as Rachel Maddow pointed out, um, we, the American people, actually own a unit in Trump Tower. Really? Yeah. It used to be owned by Paul Manafort, but all of his assets were seized. So the American people now own Paul Manafort's former unit in Trump Tower.
0: Oh, great. I'm going to go start packing, (laughs) get my U-Haul.
1: Maybe when they do Politicon New York, that's where we can stay.
0: <laughs> so the White House, uh, Don McGahn will be uh, exiting after, uh, I'm sure. what? Oh, no, he,
1: he did the job he needed to do.
0: Ugh. Going off to the sunset, uh, there's going to be a new um, White House counsel, one uh, Pat Cifil- Cipollone. Cipollone. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, Don McGahn, he, he did everything to make sure his buddy Bart O'Cavanaugh didn't have to answer any tough questions.
0: Yeah, Bart O'Kavanaugh, the rapist who, whose name is Bart, but forgot about it because he didn't do anything wrong. No,
1: seriously, McGann is the one who was actually in charge of what could be in the scope. I didn't even know that was like a thing, the scope of an investigation, and that you could say, no, even though that's where you're going to find all the evidence to prove guilt, you're not allowed to look there. That, that's a thing that's legal. I,
0: so this uh, this Ciphalone guy... Is like It sounds like he's even worse than gun. He's a total...
1: Yeah, I know nothing about this guy. Who is he?
0: Exactly. There's not much, but this is what I understand. Where,
1: where is he from? Did he used to be a handbag designer for Ivanka?
0: <laughs> he's, uh, as they said, a very qualified and uh, well-known Washington lawyer. Mm. It's basically another white guy with his hair parted in, in, in the middle. <laughs> but here's what they said.
1: <laughs> That's a scary haircut. What's his face? Um, oh, no, it's not. Or on or the no. side. On the side, yeah. my bad.
0: So this is what they were saying, though. So this Cifalon guy has already helped them, like consultant on the side. So now he's going to take the White House counsel job, which is a job that you're not supposed to be working for the president. You represent the the institution. Correct.
1: Yeah, the White House counsel is the lawyer that's employed by the taxpayers of the United States. That represents the White House, but Trump treats it like his own personal lawyer.
0: So you've been acting basically as that type of personal lawyer, but now you're going to... But of course, conflict of interest don't matter. To these people
1: and look look as I mentioned just before about what Don McGahn did Don McGahn, instead of being the White House lawyer he was Trump's lawyer and said you don't have to look at this when you're investigating Bardo Kavanaugh right. so yeah who, who's he really the lawyer for so they could tell us he's the White House counsel but if he only works on behalf of Donald J Trump right. what's the difference
0: by the way Don McGahn, like many um, older white men in a midlife crisis plays in a rock band was he really? <laughs> if you guys are not go on YouTube, I didn't know this. Yeah, and Jay uh, Jay Seculo too. Remember I told you? Oh man! Yeah. Oh, so if you guys I'm are um,
1: look these up. What do they do? Covers?
0: If you guys have a uh, thirty-five seconds free during your week, make sure. Yeah, I think they do. They do covers. Check out the Don McGann band.
1: Oh, I, I hope he doesn't do anything that makes me sad. I can't ima- Oh wow! Was he doing like bad Eagles songs or something?
0: Well, I told you, Jay Seculo's band was actually pretty good. I gotta say, like I'm, I'm always honest. I'm always honest if was good, it was it was good.
1: All right. Well I've a little more discriminating, discriminating taste when it comes to rock and roll. I might have to take a look at that. I you? mean they're not
0: a, they're not original songs, but they were he got the best musicians he could, I'm sure, pay for.
1: Well, he can afford it, but yeah.
0: Yeah. All yeah. those all those little boiler rooms he runs with young young guys raising money from oh,
1: for crazy Christians.
0: Yeah, basically. So someone set the uh internet research agency on fire with a Molotov cocktail.
1: Oh, I saw that. that? I, okay, I read the story first, then I saw the video, and I was a little disappointed that the fire didn't spread more. That was a terrible th- okay, that Okay, I'm glad the fire didn't spread more, but when I read, I, I had seen the story for about an hour before the video surfaced on Twitter, and yeah, there's a great security camera video of the Molotov cocktail going through the window. But then it really only kind of burns a little portion of a desk.
0: Well, I wouldn't be upset that it didn't burn down. I, I would hope it would burn down.
1: Okay, I was trying to be nice and like not that's yeah, Well, you, don't really, look, you know what? I was just watching the last episode of the Ben Shapiro election special where he rails on about the angry leftist. You can only, by the way, you
0: can only mention him one more time on this show. That's already twice. (laughs)
1: Um, And so I... I, um, There's a red light I'm going to (laughs) install. It's the Ben
0: Ben Shapiro light.
1: He lives rent-free in my head. I can't help it. Um, But no, he was uh, going off about uh, the angry mobs and how the left incites violence. So I'm saying I'm glad the Internet Research Agency didn't burn down, maybe.
0: (laughs) That whole thing was... Well, since you brought that up, so, for you know, whatever. So since you brought that up, Mm We now know the strategy of the Republicans till whatever. And it's the same strategy they've been doing pretty much as long as I've been following politics. Mm-hmm. If you don't vote for me, Democrats are going to kill you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and if uh, if we don't, if you don't let me pay less, if you don't pay more taxes and let me pay no taxes, everything's going to be more terrible than it is today.
0: After all this stuff, the stock market is soaring Uh unemployment is going down, but all this stuff because of Obama. Do the people
1: that actually vote for the Republicans own stocks?
0: But all this stuff, everything's getting better and they still are so fucking pathetic that they can't even run on that because they know not only because it's not because of Trump, so they have to run on this other stuff. Democrats are going to kill you.
1: (laughs) Um, We've seen a lot in the last week since the O Kavanaugh uh, um, hearings went the wrong way. That the left is not allowed to protest the way they protest. When the left protests, they're angry mobs, and they're not doing it right.
0: Right, armed Nazis can march through the streets and kill a woman, but if you protest Bart OCavanaugh, the rapist, and you get a little excited or upset,
1: you're dangerous. You're a danger. To, you're an angry mob, a danger to society. You're not doing it right.
0: It's truly amazing. Yeah, these guys were literally posting pictures of themselves. Drinking champagne, you know. In another time, uh, in the Middle Ages, if you did stuff like that and then things didn't go your way, that's um, that's not a good move. No, I'll just say that, right? What are they? Let them eat cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would be very careful about that that kind of thing.
1: Uh, look, I'm so scared. What's going to happen on uh, the uh, on election day coming up? Like if things do not go well for the Democrats. Trump is going to think he's got license to be the dictator he's been trying to be for two years now. He's yeah. going to, he's going to take that as you all want me to do whatever the hell I want to do. And I'm going to do whatever the hell that's, what's going to happen if the Republicans still have a majority on everything after election day.
0: Right. So you guys know what to do. You're already doing it, but keep doing it. Just like we've said, if you picked one thing, you're registering voters or whatever.
1: Hey, um, thanks to Taylor Swift for getting new people registered.
0: That's the positive power of celebrity. Yeah, that wasn't that was awesome. We've avoided Kanye. I've noticed. It's not that I avoid anything. <laughs> it's just I just don't care. Uh, this, uh, yeah, wow. This show is a dictatorship. I mean, between you and I, it's mm-hmm. the we. It's our dictatorship. That's why I. That's why I love doing it. I don't have to talk about Kanye. Now, if, if we, if you want to talk about Kanye, I'll absolutely talk. Oh, about it. Oh, we don't need to. It. But that's what I love doing this show. <laughs> See, the mainstream media, they, I like saying that, or the lamestream media, they don't have that choice a lot of times. Mm. If you do an hour show every day on MSNBC, it's not that like Ari Melber or whatever wants to talk about Kanye, but you literally have to fill up an hour. Well, yeah. So what are you going to do?
1: Well, Ari Melber probably wants to talk about Kanye anyway yeah, cuz he's such a hip hop head. And I, look, I I watched Ari Melber after Kanye's little trip in the White House and yeah, that was the day. That was a good day to watch Ari Melber. Right. He knows his hip hop and he has something to say about it. So, yeah.
0: What I will say about that just one thing was that it was two watching two mentally ill people. <laughs> yes. And I'm not making fun of them there. I'm serious. Joke about um two mentally ill people sit there and yap at each other. One was doing most of the talking. Was truly disturbing Mm -hmm. and then these reporters there who are it was like a third it was like a norman rockwell painting like (laughs) Like, what are you doing
1: well they're there doing their jobs documenting it i mean what else were they supposed to do they're not supposed to stop it Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i I see your point there Mm -hmm. that that's true but i just i feel like you do have a responsibility to kind of like at a certain point there has to be a limit to this this nonsense I literally, Kanye West is a mentally ill person. It's obvious from Westgate. Yeah. He needs help. He needs professional help. We all know that Trump needs help.
1: You saw, um, uh, I think it was, was it Lawrence O'Donnell who pointed it out? Uh, you saw when Kanye showed uh, the eye, the iPlane on his iPhone. But did you see when he punched in his passcode?
0: Wasn't it like 000? <laughs> yeah, it
1: was all zeros. Yeah. But then later that same day, media reported how Kanye went to... Uh, the DC Apple store because his iPhone wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and then he jumped up on a table in the iPhone store and started doing a Kanye politics rant in the, in the Apple store. Yeah. The, yeah. He's mentally
0: ill. Right now. Yeah. See, when you rant on a street corner and you're wearing a bunch of rags, people call you crazy. Mm-hmm. When you're Kanye West, they call you famous. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Now look, musical artists should be crazy. They shouldn't necessarily get to espouse those views inside the White House.
0: Go make some music, then. Don't jump on the iPhones, the the table.
1: I know lots of people that know hip-hop better than anybody else on the planet. And yeah, they all think Kanye is not... Yeah, like he he has great records, and he has not made a great record in a long time. Yeah. He's just gone weird. You saw him on SNL dressed up as a Perrier bottle. You know what? Justin Timberlake already did that on SNL in a comedy sketch, not one of his musical performances.
0: Yeah, I saw SNL's like opening and I was like, why did you guys like you can't write a I'm a comedy writer You can't obviously you can't write a comedy sketch about something that's already a comedy sketch
1: Okay, you're talking about last night's cold open with uh, Chris Redd as Kanye and Alec Baldwin as Trump Right If you noticed there wasn't a lot of writing in that That was again SNL's done this a bunch of times with politics Tina Fey did it geniusly with Sarah Palin where they just use the same words verbatim yeah, and now I know Chris Red added some stuff, but for the most part, that was everything you heard Chris Red as Kanye say on SNL last night. Kanye said for real in the Oval Office. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was just like like what made the the O' O'Kavana- the O' thing with Matt Damon genius was that Damon turned it up that correct when you're doing comedy, you got to turn up reality ten percent. That's how you do it, and that was genius. But the Kanye sketch it just didn't hit the mark.
1: Okay, well, say what you will about Bartno O'Kavanaugh. he's not mentally ill. So, um Correct. when Matt Damon goes on there and and amplifies up as a comedy actor should, that works. Now, you're you're playing a different ball game when you're trying to mock a mentally ill person. Right. So, yeah, Chris Red I think did an awesome job. It was funny, but he didn't he, if he Turned up the volume ten percent. You might not really notice because Kanye's that kooky.
0: No, he did the best he could. Like I, um, oh, I thought he did fantastic. As everyone does in Hollywood, you you blame the writer. I mm-hmm. that that sketch I think could, should have taken a totally different. uh If I was doing it, it would have been t- just a just a different thing. But whatever. The show's written in two days, so you don't always have a lot of timing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um Okay. Enough about Kanye.
0: <laughs> so I finally saw a photo of uh, Richard Pinedo. Oh yeah. Sentenced oh, yeah. in the Mueller probe.
1: What, how much time did he get?
0: He actually got a pretty stiff uh, stiff sentence. He Richard Pinedo is the identity thief who uh, basically made a bunch of fake identities and gave these Russians credit cards so they could buy Facebook stuff, etc. Yeah, I mean, he got six months in jail. He got six months probation, and then he got two years. No, he got six months in jail, and then the other six months might be like house or I don't know. Suspended sentence. It's, it's so a total like okay, so it's
1: five. It's five years. How many of these fake identities he created are in Brad skills shopped data? Yeah, all of them. Yeah, is that? I mean, are those two things connected?
0: But just looking at a photo of this guy looked like just like looked oh. like a Steven Seagal, like Santa Barbara surfer.
1: Wait, that's okay. Uh, it was just weird. That, that's an odd look. I didn't see this photo. Wow. Yeah, Steven Seagal is a, a surfer. I don't know if that, I can't, but what, uh, uh, I, yeah, just that's weird. a little mind boggling. I'm not getting it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Melania Trump went on a little tour, tour of the world.
1: You know, sometimes I feel like I want to have a little sympathy for her, but then she just says something like, you know, screw that.
0: And to, uh, all our listeners across the world and especially in Africa and in Ghana, Sorry.
1: Okay, once again, she, okay, well, what do you mean my wardrobe is like a Nazi? How come every time Melania has some big public thing, she has like some crazy controversial, borderline racist, if not over the line racist outfit?
0: Right. So she, every goes, time now, yeah. She, she goes to Africa and she does the full on like white colonial thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like in my head, like I knew when I heard she was going to Africa, I knew she was going to do the black baby thing, but she did it. Like I was like, you're gonna take a picture with a black baby, aren't you? Because you're just that you're that person, of course. Mm-hmm. So she went to some fucking place and picked up okay. the baby.
1: I'm not gonna falter for that. I I understand where that's just the dumb cliche. The
0: full on Zoolander.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> dressed up as first as like the British colonial, but then dressed up as the Nazis from Raiders of, of right. the Lost Ark. Come on! And then she has the nerve. So what do you mean you're talking about my outfit? Don't talk about my outfit. Talk about my B best.
0: But what is it with the baby thing with all these like white people? They have to do that. It's like- well, oh, at least she didn't adopt one. You're right. That would have been the thing where I just steal the baby.
1: <laughs> She's going to wait till after Trump's out of office and she has the divorce then she'll adopt one.
0: Right. Then she goes out to like the fucking pyramids and you're right. She does the full on like Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: Yeah. To, that was not an accident that she dressed like a Nazi. It's just there can't be. Right. It was not an accident when she wore the jacket that says, I don't give a fuck about any of you. I'm paraphrasing.
0: Right. Yeah. Excuse my language. Right. No, it's it's fine. It's...
1: But now, did you see her ABC 2020 interview and what she said in that? I saw it. I, I, w- I what the you. hell is it? The most self-serving, I, selfish crap I, I ever. Told She's the most bullied person on the planet. What the hell is that about? Melania, come on. We're supposed to have sympathy for you being bullied. You're in the White House. I don't care if you're the first lady. That comes with the job. You're going to get attacked. You're going to get criticized more than anybody else in America. That's part of the gig.
0: I told you since day one, she was just, she's like the rest of them.
1: You know, every once in a while, like I mentioned some moment ago, I want to think she's the one that's going to come to her senses and go to Mueller and admit everything and just say, I, this is all wrong and I can't live with myself like this. But then no, she's not going to do that. She's just as complicit as all of
0: them. She's one of them. I yeah. mean the full on, Jesus Christ. Like you can't even take a tour of the world without making that about you too?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, okay, her hashtag be best thing, let's set aside the improper grammar. In the in the, in the the long run, it's about her. It's not about kids getting bullied at school. It's about her getting bullied because she married Orange Mussolini?
0: Yeah, and to our um, to our friends in Ghana who listen to the show, because that is one of the, the most popular countries uh, that listen to them all the time, if you did um, meet Melania Trump or you have any opinion on this, uh, like I said, you can reach out um, on Twitter, Facebook, or the, the Gmail account. I'd be interested to hear.
1: We we should just uh, to our listeners in Ghana, uh, Mueller time podcast just wants to apologize for our first lady on behalf of the rest of America.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank
1: you to our listeners in Ghana.
0: And if that was your baby, um, sorry about that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh So, uh, Jack, my friend who, uh, Calls me every day and leaves me voicemails about oh, yeah. about the Trump administration. Left me a good one. Oh, let after hear it. Um, after Cameron. You know,
2: what's happening, brother? It's Jack. Uh, nothing important here. Just calling to tell you. He,
0: by the way, every every voicemail always starts off with nothing important.
2: You <laughs> <I know. laughs> that uh, a weight is lifted. I'm so relieved uh, that President Baby Shit apologized.
0: <laughs> this gets a little little long, but I'll I'll, oh, I'll play another one.
2: Okay the Brett Kavanaugh and his family on your and my behalf, you know, because before I read that, um, it was just weighing heavily on me, you know, the sorrow and the
0: dude is like, so pissed. Like you can hear it in his voice the day after that. Like I have, the, uh, I have,
2: a, you know, the, Oh man, I was just really, really feeling bad about, uh, you know, not, wanting, let me just say
0: real quick too. There's a big payoff at the end of this. Okay. That, that's far That's okay. well worth
2: it. i a rapist on the court on the high court. And I mean, you know, President, uh, what's his face, was, he was kind and diplomatic enough, heartfelt enough to apologize on behalf of all Americans to him and his family for the horrible ordeal that they went through.
0: I think he calls me sometimes from work. I'm not going to say where he works, but he he works like pretty long shifts and I think he goes out back and I think he might, well, whatever. Let me Let me just finish this up.
2: And, um, you know, let's make America great again, brother. All right, one fuck up at a time <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs> i'm I'm totally cutting that one part. <laughs> let's make America great again one fuck up at a time. You know what? That's the, genius.
1: You, sh- you, you should cut that sound bite and add that to our the music intro. Thank you. That yeah. is genius. Let's put that in the intro to uh, Muleller time Pod podcast.
0: And I called him Mac to tell him I was gonna use this one, and he didn't pick up the phone. <laughs>
1: Which I, I, I like. I think everybody has the one friend that goes on way too long on your voicemail, um, but yeah, I think you're not wrong. He goes out back at work he, and enjoys the new laws that were enacted in our state earlier this year.
0: He's 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 literally Net Peter Boyle from Network. Like he <laughs> he is the rant king. That's why I don't pick up the phone. <laughs> no, totally love it. Yeah, uh, we're um so we're on two new sites too, yep. um, Radio Public, and then prx public radio exchange right. which is a little different that's to kind of syndicate your stuff to uh
1: wait are we getting on actual airwaves i'm working on it wow oh We're, then we got to watch our
0: language well if someone pays us enough money we will all right that's <laughs> all right. that's capitalism well
1: right? yeah but public airwaves is socialism
0: <laughs> yeah hey look if someone wants to pay us the appropriate salary then i will consider some artistic changes but until then fuck and whatever else will be used you
1: you could pay us to get rid of f-bombs
0: yeah 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 exactly
1: no like nobody paid kanye to not drop an mf bomb in the in the oval office the other day yeah oh wait i I brought up kanye twice now
0: (laughs) yeah this radio public thing is cool though i I think it's related to this public radio exchange but it's it's like a, a spotify thing but they they have a good uh Layout, and I like what they do. So if you're on that thing, uh, you can check us out on Radio Public as well. Right on. Um, so Trump is also trying to change the protest laws so people won't be... You saw that, right? Yeah. Right. So you can't All go right. outside the White House.
1: So the, the, the fascist in the White House uh, wants to curb free speech, uh, which will stop the people that are protesting the fascist in the White House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. how that works, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so they want to make it so he can't go outside the White House and protest. Yeah, I don't think so. So that's there's some kind of public forum open, apparently, for comments. So I think it's on some government website. You guys know how to Google.
1: All right, so now this gets back to how I've been saying I'm very scared what's going to happen after the election. And if the Republicans still hold a majority on everything, things like public protests really will go away and will become a crime. Now, even though we've got a Constitution protecting, it, protecting us from... Uh, things like that being taken away from us. We've learned that the con- the Constitution can be violated when the government wants to violate it, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it.
0: That's why I like doing this show. It's like, this is a form of, of protest, but it's like, it's not controllable by by them.
1: Right now, it's not. Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah.
0: Shit, I'll, no, I'll do this from
1: anywhere. That's two microphones. Well, you got to trust the government doesn't shut off the internet. <laughs>
0: You're going Pink Floyd on us now.
1: Well, yeah, I just might, you know, because look, Al Gore invented it, so that's a good reason for Trump to shut it off anyway so he can reinvent it and brand it the Trump Internet.
0: Yeah, so they want to close off the uh, the White House to protest. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So if that uh, bothers you as much as it bothers everyone, you can uh, express yourself on, uh, like I said, they have some open forum or call your representative, whatever.
1: I saw an, an overhead map of the uh, the White House area, and yes, there will be designated Free speech zones, which is such a, an anom- oh, it's such a misnomer. What's the word I'm looking for?
0: Um, sorry, I zoned out there for a second. Okay,
1: well, if a zone is a free speech zone, then, well, it's not really a free speech zone. Because if oh, there's yeah. not free speech everywhere, then nothing is a free speech zone, even if there's one spot where you can go be in a free speech zone. Yeah, that That's how free are you if you have to be in that
0: zone. That phrase I first heard during the uh, Occupy Wall Street thing.
1: Oh, no, I was hearing free speech zones... Um, during the two thousand four presidential campaign, that was the first time I saw that kind of thing going on. Free speech zones. Yeah. There were free speech zones out like outside the two thousand four Republican conventions. You know, Convention. The air,
0: yeah, that's what I love about the airwaves. The airwaves are, you know, it's like pirate radio, man.
1: Okay, but you got to remember something. We are not on the airwaves. We're on the internet, which true. you know you have to get on a service where you have to pay money, and you're paying a private company to listen to what, what? we're doing. The airwaves are free, but technology has basically killed the airwaves because nobody listens to AM or FM radio anymore. So, yeah, the airwaves are free and no one's listening to them. And then all of the spots on the dial are all owned by multinational corporations anyway. So are the airwaves free?
0: You know, I specifically make this show downloadable. A lot of podcasts don't because I want people – this show is listened to in some places where – you know, you might get in trouble for that. Mm-hmm. So I want it to be able to get to people as easily as possible or pirate it or whatever. I don't care.
1: Well, look, we're not putting out music or something. We can, yeah, we can make this show downloadable. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you can get it and, you know, mm-hmm. in, shit in other countries. It's like information wants to be free. Yeah, it sure does. And then one more thing, uh, a friend of mine, um, is running a, a little campaign on act blue called, you can just look it up. It's called resist 24, seven, It's to raise money for uh, specifically, I think it's like seven candidates in really close districts where the money can actually matter. And she knows what she's doing. So just check that out. And if you're looking for a place to throw some money, resist 24-7.
1: You know, I just thought that just sparked my uh, mind on something I saw on news this week that we should bring up. Uh On MSNBC uh, and on NBC News, they heard on both, Jacob Soboroff went to a number of towns in California to talk to voters I and mean, he was going to towns uh, that are in swing districts mm-hmm. specifically he went to Huntington Beach and to Irvine down in Orange County which are historically <laughs> Republican but um, in the particular Irvine district uh, Hillary won the, the vote in in that particular district mm-hmm. so these are districts in Orange County that could possibly swing to the left mm-hmm. and he went to the UC Irvine campus and shockingly, everyone is like, nah, I'm not voting. Now he's talking all like these are college kids. So they're all, what, 18 to 22. Wow. And he didn't find anyone that was excited about voting. Wow. They're all really apathetic. He was sitting at a bus stop right outside UC Irvine. Hey, who here's voting? And everybody just kind of looks and doesn't say anything to him. And that was his report. He he, he basically reported back to
0: NBC. Yeah, you know, these people in these swing districts don't care, did the, which is so sad. I mean, did that report feel legit to you? or did, Oh, absolutely. It did. Yeah. Yeah, so we're gonna have to see what happens with that. I, I that's that's surprising to me.
1: Yeah, I'll find the link and you should you should watch Jacob Rob's thing from NBC News this week.
0: I wonder if it's that area too. Just that that's a very rich kind of. Those kids have a lot of money. We we know they do.
1: Well, yeah. Look, he's definitely talking to college students. That's on this particular uh, report that I saw. Yeah, they're they're well-to-do kids who haven't had to care about politics yet. When I was that age, I didn't really care about politics now. I always voted. I've never skipped out on any big election. Um, I might not have been as well-educated as I have been in more recent years, but I definitely knew, like, yeah, I'm going to vote for Bill Clinton in this collect- in this right. election and not George Bush, even though I couldn't necessarily say why. So when now when he goes to talk to these 18-, 19-year-old college kids in Irvine mm-hmm. right now, I, yeah, it's kind of a bummer that they... We're all like, I don't care. I'm not voting. I don't care.
0: Let's just cross our fingers that this is a uh, not the not the that that's just an outlier, please. Well,
1: I want to, yeah, I, I hope you're right.
0: Let, let's, let's just cross our fingers because yeah. we need every vote we can get. Like we, I said,
1: he was specifically in a district that vote uh, had more Hillary voters than right. Trump voters, which uh, has um, people on the right in their county seats and their congressional seats
0: because these are Republicans. And maybe we'll get into this next time. Are doing everything they can to steal votes. They're mm-hmm. they're taking it to a new level. I saw it. You saw what that guy's doing in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable.
1: Oh, Georgia's frightening because, uh, yeah, they have a, a woman running for governor, and that's going to bring out. They have a black woman running for governor, and that's going to bring out. A bunch of black female voters that probably don't vote very often, and are people just magically getting purged from the Georgia voter rolls? Is that what's happening in Georgia?
0: Yeah, if you don't know, in Georgia, the guy who's running for governor is the guy who's in charge of the voter rolls. If you can fucking believe that. Oh, come on! You're kidding me. No, Brian Kemp. He's the secretary of state. I swear! I swear to God. Yeah.
1: Oh, how convenient.
0: He's in charge of. They have a program called Exact Match. Oh, I did hear about this. So, like,
1: if you live on. Elm Street, and your license says Street, but when you filled out your application, you wrote St. Period. Well, tough shit. You don't get to vote.
0: You don't get to vote. If one thing is wrong in Georgia, run by Brian Kemp, who's running in the election, you don't get to vote. Yeah. So, um, look, guys, if you want to follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, uh, you know the it's Mueller time or Mullertime time pod on Twitter. My personal account is Eric LeVay, which is E-R-I-C-L-E-V-A-I, and Chris is at...
1: I'm at Low Progressive on Twitter, and I'd love to call out Ben Shapiro whenever he posts Russian propaganda.
0: Yeah, if you could drop us a line if you have any ideas or feedback, and especially please, if you could write us a review and tell people about this, that's what we're trying to do is get the the word out about what's going on.
1: Hey, and um, don't forget, if you're at Politicon, track us down.
0: Yeah, track us down there. We'll be... uh We'll be reporting, yeah, next time you hear us, we'll be reporting live from uh, Politicon. Otherwise, um, as always, it's
2: been a pleasure, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in.